I'm Caroline Hansen and this is Love Parent Love, the podcast. In 2018, I set an intention to help others to parent from the heart. And since then, I've worked with hundreds of parents from many backgrounds, including refugees and survivors of domestic abuse, ranging from parents of grown children to parents of teens to parents of babies. I've supported them through teen turbulence, tween independence, potty training, sleep concerns, tantrum issues, special educational needs acceptance, to name but a few, to help them find an inner sense of calm so they can dig within themselves and be the parent they truly choose to be. I've written workshops, a mindful parenting course, meditations and two conscious parenting courses, Conscious Parenting the Basics and Conscious Parenting the Practice, to share the principles of conscious parenting and to support others as they embed these concepts and strategies in their daily lives. I'm a mother of four beautifully unique kids aged 9 to 19, each with some degree of special educational needs, and I share the insights I've gained on my parenting journey. My intention is to change the world through parenting, to encourage parents to understand the behavioural challenges of their children so they can develop emotional maturity and create a harmonious family dynamic together. My mission for this podcast is to share the conscious parenting stories of others on this journey in order that we can better support one another. Parenting in times of stress can feel desperate and lonely. Without a village of cousins, aunts, uncles, parents or grandparents around us, without open doors, both physical and communicative, we're left feeling we're the only one suffering. Conscious parenting is a modern parenting paradigm and as such it can feel very lonely doing something differently. It's my hope that these podcasts nourish and embolden you to accept and cherish your child and your own shizzle. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to this podcast with Anamique Behrens. And uh, Anamik and I have known each other for some time now. I think, my goodness, Anamik, how long? Three years? Two years? I'm not quite sure. No, I think longer. So, Swim- well, yeah, I think two, may- no, you're right, three years in the swimming pool it was. Now, first of that was actually Sidana, but we weren't really aware of each other then, were we? Yeah, so it was about the same time as I did my yoga treat teacher training and you did yours. I remember speaking to you just as you started. Anyway, I'm going yes. off a bit. Um, Anamika and I know each other for some while and we've also been talking to each other about conscious parenting for about two years. I think that's probably about right. Yeah. Uh, so Anamika, I give, invite you to introduce yourself, tell us about your children, about your family dynamic um, and anything else that you want to add in, in an introductory statement. Okay, um, thank you. Um, uh, my name is Anamika. I'm a mother of three boys um, aged 8, 10 and 12. Um, married, we're both Dutch, lived in London for the past 11 years, recently moved back to Holland and I'm a yoga teacher uh, in the spare hours that um, motherhood lets me and um, I think that's it for now, yeah, yeah. that's me. <laughs> so this podcast is specifically about conscious parenting and understanding the conscious parenting journey um, and as we've discussed before conscious parenting is about approaching parenting in a slightly different way to that which you might have been parented yourself so I wondered when it became apparent to you when you discovered that there might be a different way to to parent 
oh, well, that was um, when I figured out that my current methods weren't working for my eldest. They sort of did. I still had a grip on my youngest too, but my eldest was uh, completely going opposite of what I where I wanted him to go. And then I reached out to you. Uh, I ask you for help and um, you slowly and gradually uh, helped us guide us towards a different direction and for me it was very um, interesting that the first time we had like our session and we sat down and you said no no, no I don't need to see Quinton <laughs> so funny like, he's not the problem it's you <laughs> no I know it was not but it was for me it was so aware that it's not about the kid, it's not about changing the, the child or making the, 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 um, the kid in a different way or trying to mold him, which I probably was doing in a bit, but then uh, you showed us that it's all about uh, listening, understanding, trying to connect and have time, but also have time for yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and, that, and from there on changing the dynamics at home which we tried. Oh, it's interesting what, yeah. that you thought that um, Quinton would be at the sessions with us when we were talking. How did you think that would have looked? What were your expectations around that? Can you remember? Oh yeah, because obviously I thought it was all him and we tried everything and we are the adults and we know uh, how a child should behave and he was going against it all. So I don't know. I thought maybe you could tweak him from... Uh, I don't know. From, honestly, I had no idea. I was I was just not expecting uh, that the tools were all in our hands, and it was all there. We just had to use them. Yeah. And 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 also gave a bit more space. And and I am very black and white, as I've said. Well, you know, um, that was my main. I think that was my main issue. But Gina Ford, like rigid structure, <laughs> and then the same with parenting, and that doesn't always work, definitely not for my eldest. And my youngest two are quite okay with that. And I think that's why I, I, I held on to it so long because it did work for the other. So why, why is he off yeah. instead of thinking, oh, he needs something different. He's just another child. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, so that's, uh, that was you. That was me. Well, it was you, because as you said, you had the tools in your hands. Yeah, I just didn't want, I wasn't really aware though. <laughs> and you, yeah. and so in becoming aware of that, how did that shift within you? How does that like, what did that look like, that shift? Well, um, uh, I think as, as lots of moms have, we've all got that perfect picture in our head that we should do everything perfect and your kid must be in a, always behave in a certain way and can't, you know, can't go left and right and go and lose it and, and do things that you don't want to need to obey and be in control. And I think um, having that as a goal um, is already where it went wrong for me. <laughs> it's that's obviously not not the way it should be. Children are there to make mistakes and learn from them. And although as a parent, I was so um, as maybe also because I was full-time at home, I really did not want to mess it up. I thought, this is my job. I right. need to be good at this. So I did everything, you know, from making 
uh, home cooked meals, for playing board games, so sort of giving yourself away. And then when the and then when the, they don't listen, I'm like, hey, dudes, I'm giving all of it to you. And now payback is that you learn and listen and do as I say. But that didn't really work out. And uh, I got obviously frustrated about that. And 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 then you try harder and get more grip and more control. And well, that was not the way for. I don't think any family, especially not for me, wasn't good for me, but my kids also were not uh, able to explore and flourish and learn and from their own mistakes. And uh, so, yeah, so once I let go of that perf picture perfect, thinking, okay, whatever, then we'll have pizza and at least I've got time to have a chat with you or um, great, you're doing something right now that is totally not okay, but is it that bad? Are you hurting anyone? No, whatever. I'm just going to pretend. I'm just going to let it go. And then I'm going to take you, talk to you on a different thing that is really important. You've got these issues about manners and table manners and how you should hold your fork and knife. And, uh, and we can go overboard with constantly correcting on these little, little things that really disturbs the whole dinner time. It's just not fun anymore. We're just constantly, don't hold your glass like this. Don't drink like this. Too big of a bite. Cut it neatly. Keep your elbows in. It's like, really? <laughs> and, and then we don't have a nice conversation. So letting go of these things every now and then, sometimes I'm like, oh, you eat like a pig. Don't do this. <laughs> anyway, uh, or like ketchup is all over the face or anyway. I try to be a bit more gray. That's what I mean with being a bit more gray letting go of it so we have a bit of a nicer atmosphere and then I just can say with a wink hey dude look at your look at your knife and fork can you do that better or when they leave the table hey how did you that there's a bit of a mess here can you help me out instead of being very rigid on it yeah so yeah. there's time for other stuff so the bit, this bit that you mentioned about putting all of this effort in about it being perfect and like totally committing to it and having an expectation on the other side that your kids would be exactly as you wanted them to be. Yeah. So we think, oh, if I'm one million miles an hour doing everything and it's like I'm creating perfection, then I'm going to get perfection back. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so did I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the realisation is a bit of a slap in the face, right? Yeah. Because I think the more, well, you've taught me and I've noticed it because you, you, you've opened my eyes the more relaxed I, I am and, uh, I'm, I, and I'm letting go of things, um, the more they, they, they get drawn towards me and mm. are listening to me and are keen to help me because I'm not like the dictator in the household screaming um, what they need to do. I just, I'm like, okay, sure, let's do it your way then. And then next time they say, okay, mommy, we're going to do it your way now. It's, it's, it, it comes and goes. It's like a more of a teamwork yeah yeah more of a teamwork more of a relationship right yeah yeah exactly. exchange rather than an uh, imposition of expectation top down yeah. yeah and sometimes that can switch mind the other way so you go into going okay i'm going to be really relaxed and when i'm really relaxed what i've noticed is that means that you come to me so every time you're going to come to me right and then they don't come to you and you're like uh but you were expecting you i was expecting you to do that now and then yes. that doesn't happen so I mean, am I speaking to you? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your experience. And when, when you've gone the other way and you've taken it from the other point, what's your response been then? How have you been able to cope with that? Or have you? 
do you mean it, when I'm a bit more relaxed and they come and then they actually are more yeah so to, I mean able when, to see me when you're more relaxed and then we can shift into this place of expecting them to always respond positively even though we've shifted into the more relaxed place sometimes we can force ourselves into the more more relaxed place right I am cool I'm really cool no yeah. no, no I'm really really cool <laughs> yeah um and, and because <laughs> I'm cool yeah exactly and because I'm cool they're going to be cool and then they're yeah. not and so this isn't working anymore yes <laughs> true but I yes um uh, but if that happens now I'm more kind to myself and I just take a time out myself or so I think you know what this is not working I'm just going to do some laundry on my own or I'm I just go to do um, to go to the shopping mall or take the dog for a walk I'll take myself out there I'm just going to forget about it control alt delete that's how I call it <laughs> whatever and then we come back and like nothing happened how was your day because it doesn't work all the time oh. but I definitely notice if I get stuck in a certain way and this is not only this is not only parents children is it's also with my husband sometimes we just have to agree to disagree and then move on because it doesn't work to keep fighting a battle just yeah I'm interested that you said one of the options of stepping away is to go and do some laundry yeah oh, I know that right That's my life about <laughs> I'm gonna go and do something but it's for everybody else still right yeah, yeah true yeah some some Sometimes it can be satisfying and there can be a sense of achievement, but for the most part, it's like, oh, and I'm still doing stuff for everybody else. So Yes, true. I'm only, I'm only mentioning that because I think many of us go, oh, right, I'm going to go and do one of the other jobs that's on the to-do list. Other chores, oh, yeah. Yeah. Have, yeah. Rather, rather than, I oh, know actually what I need to do is take the dog for a walk because I want to take the yeah, dog. Yeah, because walk. I want some air yeah. and the dog's just going to come with me. Yeah, and the dog's not going to make a different, sometimes the dog can be an extra added burden, right? Yeah. But if it's, it's actually that you're going for a walk because taking the dog for a walk is something that gives you joy. Yeah. Then, then that's when you really replenish yourself, isn't it, right? Yes, true. I, I You're absolutely right. I am kinder to myself as well. So I go to yoga classes on my own instead of always teaching them and online. And then I'm, oh, but I have my exercise, but it's still not the same experience. Mm -hmm. I, I'm i going to this, um, how do you call it? Um, uh, um, what is that? You put your hand over your face. As though yeah, yeah. So it's like facials and stuff where you go to the uh, beautician thank you that word losing my English already anyway so I've done that now and funny enough I finally can do that guilt-free because when I used to do that I had guilt that mum guilt what did oh, that gosh. look like what did mum well I'm doing something without the children uh spending money without making it uh, because I didn't have a job I, I I struggled with it I always worked and then we moved to London and then I sort of had a job in between but it didn't really work out with the children and then I, we decided that I should stay home. Um, and, and because I was so sort of, I wanted to do it in perfect because it was my job. I was a mother. I even changed my LinkedIn profile to senior professional mom when I got my third kid. Because <laughs> I'm like, I need to sort of, I know, because you're not really in society that way anymore. Unfortunately, work-wise, people yeah. ask you, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a mother of three children. Oh, you don't have a job? Aren't you bored? You know, these questions were like, oh. 
So I thought, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do it full whammy. And whenever I would take a break, I almost felt like a failure. Oh my God, I can't do this. It's too tiring. It's too, too much. I need a break. I need a massage. Why? I don't even work. Anyway, yeah. because it's not seen as a proper job. So you're justifying yourself to yourself, but also to the rest of, the, of yeah. society, right? Yeah, exactly. And now, obviously, lots of people now knowing that they've been home with their children, uh, thinking, God, I can't wait to get back into the office. They drive me insane. And uh, and it's a tough job. And I, I don't, and maybe it's also my age now. I'm not 30 something, I'm 40 something, <laughs> which maybe also gives me a bit like, whatever, I don't care what others think. It is a very big job and I'm doing the best I can. And if I need a time out, I deserve a time out. So, so it's easier now. But it took me, it took me ten years, I think, to get here. Yeah, to, to be uh, kind to yourself, to yeah. take the mum girl out of the equation. Is it gone entirely? Um, well, I think we're almost there because now I know when I take my break, I know I'm gonna be a better mom when I'm back. I'm gonna be nicer to everyone. Everybody's gonna benefit from this. And I started playing field hockey now. So I've got my training sessions and I'm playing matches and it's all without the children. And it's it, and I, I come home buzzing, telling about my game and they they love to hear about it as well. And I'm sort of finding my own identity again, yeah. sort of, which helps. Oh, God, does it help? Losing yeah. identity after having kids, it was a killer for me. Absolutely yeah. floored yeah. me. Totally didn't yeah. expect to it at all. No, nobody warned you for that either. No, I wasn't. I wasn't warned, and I, I and I thought, well, I want kids really badly, so it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and it wasn't, and I was, yeah, quite distressed by it. I have to say. Yeah, and I recognise exactly what you're saying. It's really hard that feeling as yes. to justify your existence when actually you're justifying your existence twenty four seven. We're always there for them. And you can sort of have some time for you as well. Mm. Yeah. So I've, I've and, I, and then I know, notice a different shift with myself. I can deal with the tantrums way better and without exploding and screaming back. When I start screaming back, it's always when I'm just tired or I didn't have a moment for myself. And then I'm just empty and I'm like done. And I'm like, leave me alone. Listen to me. And... And that's that's why I, what I try to avoid, obviously, yeah. because it makes things only worse. So we do um, get there because we all get there. We all, all yeah. are trying oh, to get the balance right, right? And it's it's there's never a, a point at which that stops. I don't think no. it's a, the, I think the shift that happens is that we come to accept it happens. We came to come to a level of acceptance about it, and also that we're able to be a bit kinder to ourselves in the moment. And also the other point too know that we can reach out to our kids and be authentic right to say yeah i'm having a really crap time right now because i am not well fed not well slept not well exercised not well whatever it is that i need in that moment but to be able to do that we need to know what our needs are right yeah true so when you're when you've lost it which we all do mm -hmm. so there's no like when you've lost it when in your for your experience how do you then reach out to the to the boys to um well i i explain I, I said sorry i shouldn't have said that sometimes when i'm 
I'm sort of still in control. I can say it straight away. I shouldn't, or if I'm completely like nutters, freaking out mother, when finally I sort of grab myself back together, I would, I would, I would explain to them, say, boys, I'm sorry. I had too much on my plate. I shouldn't have screamed at you. Um, mommy's really tired. I'm hungry or I'm cold or I don't know what. Uh, and then, and then I'm very lucky that I've got boys because they are quite easy to forgive and forget. Uh, so they let me off really easy. If as soon as I say sorry, they would hug me, come up to me, say, oh, it's okay, mommy. And then they probably already forgotten about it by the time they give me a hug. But I do explain to them that, that or even when I feel I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose it, I, I, I say, I'm, guys, I, I need help. I'm tired. I want you to go to bed or brush your teeth. So I'm trying to manage it, sort of, not always with success, but at least I've learned to communicate with them a bit more and see them as sort of my, in, on the same level, yeah. human beings do. We have to work together. Yeah. I am not really feeling it right now. Can you guys help me? Sure. Instead of top down, I'm your mother. You have to listen to me because, because that was a good was a good very good reason for me always just because I don't know <laughs> so yeah yeah so reaching a level of quality and on your comment about boys I think that I think it's true of any individual if you reach out to them and say you know male female whatever I'm finding this hard right now I need some help for yeah but unless the individual's in their own state of chaos for the yeah. most part the response is oh yeah I get you I no, true. I I don't have I don't have girls, so I don't I don't know. But I feel very lucky that they don't hold grudges. So which is great. But I don't know. Oh, yeah, and you're right. If somebody offers you a token saying I'm in need, I'm sorry, uh, I shouldn't have. I'm apologizing. Yeah. But the beauty the then, of course, is to say to them, you're you're modeling when they're finding something too much that they can also explain. Yeah. say and start to get in touch with a feeling which maybe manifests as anger or manifests as you know frustration yeah well I'm thinking of all of the the sort of the sympathetic nervous system responses so fight or flight or freeze or fawn yes you know so rather than it being you know like oh yes mommy what can I do or you know which is the fawning part how can I please which many children go into or or going into the withdraw, step away and, you know, not get, you know, um, and without yeah. going into the aggression, which is the, you know, the shouting, the, the, the fighting mode mm -hmm. or the running away. I mean, I've been very tempted to just pick up my bag and walk out the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come? No. <laughs> Panic, run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, totally. So I want to ask you um, specifically, um, what was what was the age of your kids when you felt as though you as an individual made the most growth alongside them? Oh, as a, as a parent, you mean, yes. in my parenting? Oh, that started when Quinn was 10, my eldest, mm -hmm. uh, up to now, and I'm still learning. 
but I think also because he's my eldest he pushes the boundaries obviously and I never had a child that is 11 or 12 or and he's always the new experience with the first with the hormones or any any stage he's always the first and I'm just sort of experimenting along the way like oh gosh never been here before so um I've I and so that's why he's the biggest challenge not that he's um that is his fault but it's uh it's just the way it is and and, and poor guy it doesn't have a mother who knows what to do either so we're sort of like learning from each other and no, uh, no, 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 hang on and stop there he does have a mother who knows what to do because do you remember as you said at the beginning it's all within you the tools are all there that's true yeah yeah i didn't know how to access them but now i think now especially the last couple of months and i think the last um uh training we did together was really putting everything so um all the tools giving them um putting them where or you showed us situations what to do when so we sort of I sort of knew where the tools were but then I didn't really know when to use them or what to say and and I've been yeah using the phrases and to 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 explain myself and in the beginning it sounds quite rusty and or a bit weird because it's not my words but super awkward right at first yeah but it's just like a yoga dialogue you know when you do a teaching you start teaching you also have to just repeat 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 and it comes it, it, it will become your voice in the end you tweak it left and right and you make it work but um acknowledging his pain uh not taking it away asking if he wants my help or not if there's anything that i can do for him or just sit next to him and cry saying things like i see you're hurt i see it's difficult i understand or things like you're not alone um i've been here before stuff like that is in- incredibly valuable instead of oh let me fix this it's not that bad look what you've got you've got your friends you've got a house you've got the, 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 the. this and because we don't want our children to be sad and um we want to fix it but that's where we go wrong <laughs> It's okay if they're sad. Just make sure that there's somebody next to them that can hold their hand if they want that. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what you've really taught me that you don't have to fix it. Ask them if they want. They want you to fix it. Yeah, exactly. And ninety-nine percent of the time, can I do something? It is no. I'm like, that's easy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Instead of thinking, oh my God, how am I going to fix this one? Uh, yeah, they just wanted to be sad, have a cuddle, a cup of tea and a bedtime story. And just to be aware, being seen. Being seen, yeah. 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 Do you have, a, I don't know whether this puts you on the spot, but it may be if there's something that comes to mind, a specific example of an experience or an exchange that you've had recently where you've noticed that and you've made a shift or you've responded in a different way to the way that you might have done before. Oh, definitely. We've, we've, we've been back to London over half term. And uh, when we came back, my youngest, who was actually always good as gold and um, very happy and well wi- uh, willing to help me and happy chap went to bed for three nights in a row, four nights in a row. And then when they go to bed, they read story, get the whole thing and the cuddles and da, 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 da. And then I just always have a little check if they're now actually get put their lights on again or mm-hmm. want to do something. And then for three nights in a row, he was curled up underneath his duvet, crying his eyes out, wailing. Literally, if I think about it, I start crying again. 
And he just said, mommy, I miss my London friends. I really miss my London friends. I'm so upset. And he couldn't even say it. He was so upset. And I just sat next to him. And I just said, I know, darling, I, I can see. And I've, I've got the same. I miss my London friends as much as you do. But they also miss us. And it's, it's what it is. We, we, I, can't, I can't tweak this. And uh, so can, can I do anything for you? Do you want to cuddle? Do you want me to lay next to you? Can I hold you? And should we cry together? And that's what we did. We just hold each other and we were very sad. And it was four days in a row. And he didn't even ask me to, mommy, I'm sad again, because he's really my sort of, I think the bit of the pleaser, it sounds negative, but he doesn't want to come into my way. So I had to check up on him. And then I, and I said, it, it, it will go better. It won't stay forever. And what you're feeling is very normal. And all your friends have been very sad if they would have left. And then I have examples of friends who've moved abroad or moved away. And I said, they've all been sad. And sometimes it takes really long. And these were all things that you taught me to do. If I wouldn't known what I know now, I would have said, oh, honey, look what you've got here. You've got your big garden. You live next to the so-and-so. You've got this and this and this friend. We can do playovers. We can do have Tommy over. We can make it much better here. Mm. Instead of saying, yeah, it's what it is. Just feel really sad and uh, and just let it out. It's okay. So yeah, that was for me, for me. I was a fixer. Yeah. Obviously, I tried to make it better for your children, and I didn't. And it, after four days, he stopped, and he was happy again. So, and I just sat there holding his hand. I'm really moved by that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and cried a bit myself because I'd also miss my London friends. <laughs> of course, and, you know, showing him that you're crying too is yeah. Here I am in my vulnerability alongside you. Yes, and, and I know how you feel. So you're not alone. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that was, um, yeah, very recent lesson learned. That's lovely. Thanks for sharing that particularly. I'm wondering, um, have you had any, you know, since, since you've started to shift and change in your response to the children, do you, are you, reading anything or listening to anything or watching anything in particular uh, more than a woman i just starred oh it's great yes yeah, so i just i just read the end and and the the first chapter and then sitting she sees around, herself right? yeah and then she sees herself sitting on the bed with her bingo wing arms i don't know i i cried already the first couple <laughs> of pages thinking this is going to be great uh, so um, yes, and and the Gabor Mate, and I'm following that lady. What's her name again? Uh, I think she's Indian, or um, I don't know, just beautiful lady. And she has a bit of an accent. She's not, I don't know where she's from. At, at one point, she, I, I think I forwarded that video to you guys about. She talks about her chil uh, children, as in we try to raise um, children that listen and are obedient and um, um, have to listen to parents and, and then we expect them to become very um, um, adults who can stand for themselves, have critical questions and have, have follow their own path. And, but we raise them completely different and when is the shift? And then she has this little video about um, uh, punishing children when they mess up 
when they lose their backpack or when they lose their water bottle and then we scream at them and they were horrible we're horrible to them and then when we lose something when we lose our keys or our water bottle it's because life is so overwhelming and we struggle and we couldn't make ends meet and we're sort of like oh it was such a blur I'm so overstressed and and then so why is one allowed and not the other and yeah. for me that was a very bit of bit of a, a eye-opener thinking yeah this is so true yeah it's we're again, so hard on them and when they mess up they've already know they messed up awesome. and uh, yeah so my son banged a, a mirror from the wall and I felt hear hear it falling down and shattered and then my husband started having a massive go at him so I ran upstairs literally pushed my husband away into his room I said you're gonna go have your time out I'm gonna <laughs> deal with this I was like so all my children and then I and I hugged my youngest I said we're scared are you are you covered in glass are you okay and he's like, mommy, I'm so sorry. He's like, I know, it's, it's fine. You didn't do this on purpose. And normally I would have said, why did you do that? Of course you didn't do that on purpose. Mm -hmm. And even if they do something really stupid, as soon as they see it goes wrong, they just couldn't see it before they did it because the brain isn't there yet. And, and then we are there to, to, to help them out instead of to give them another blow in the face. <laughs> Here's another on the chops. Exactly. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So uh, the lady you're talking about is Dr. Shafali Tsabra. Yes. 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 Um, and, um, and I love that story about the, the mirror. So I'll share one of my own. I remember my kids would, there'd be a noise, a bang, and I'd shout, what was that? And they'd say, nothing, nothing. And I'd go downstairs and see what it was and oh, you've da -da 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 -da, whatever it is. And what I noticed, in fact, only last week, and I was so, my heart was really warmed by it. There were two breakages, and I can't remember even what they were, but the noise came and I shouted, I can't even say that, I don't think anyone think I shouted. What I heard was, I'm okay. I was like, uh, yes, yes. Result, that's yes. all you need to know. There are yes. There's nothing yes. to be heard. No, so that's so true. I was like, there's a shift. There's definitely a shift that's happened there, which is, exactly the sort of shift that I want to happen in my family I want them to know that that's my priority that they're all right yeah and that anything else is by the wayside you know no so true and yeah it's uh and that they are not afraid of you yeah that and your afraid. reaction that's yeah. yeah that they know that they're safe to share with me what's going wrong or what's you know what's not quite yeah right. exactly you're there to help yeah, and not slap them around the chops like you've just said. No, exactly. Um, so you've been listening to Shafali Tsabri, you've been reading Caitlin Moran. What's Caitlin Moran been in what insights has she given you? But just you've you're just at the beginning of it. No, I just started, yeah. What drew you to that then? So what did you say? What drew you to that book? You. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. You mentioned it. You actually you draw drew the you, because you you made a remark about the book about um she talks about her girl with an eating disorder. Oh yes, that's really and they, powerful. Yeah. And that was very and that that really made it think okay, I need to read this book. Yeah. That you're and it's yeah. Yeah, that part was really powerful I found. She yeah. Clear about how to respond or you know and also how not to respond you know exactly um, yes and how and not to fix it. yeah yes and just be there 
I look forward to hearing what you think when you when you get there then. Yeah. I'll let you know. Thank you. So um I wonder I asked you before the session whether you would write a letter to yourself. Um and uh as a kind of a teaching gift to younger parents. And do you have it there? And would you be ready to to share it? Yeah, it's um it's a note more than a letter, it's not that long, but um I'll, <clears throat> I'll read it. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> it says, it starts with Dear Anamik, because that's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Motherhood is a very rocky road and nobody's able to do it perfectly. There are no A's at parenting. The perfect parents are the ones without children, so don't aim for perfection. Focus on doable challenges and don't try to fix everything. It's okay to go for gray and letting things go. We all mess up and make mistakes. Just keep communicating and connecting. It's not our job to raise the perfect child. Perfection is already there. We just need to see it. Care for it and let them flourish on their path to adulthood. Every child will, child will mess up big time, no matter how hard you try to protect and perfect it. It's gonna be a hell of a messy ride. And the most important thing is when they mess up that they don't run from you out of fear, but towards you for help. Well, that was it. Lovely. I love that last bit. They don't run towards you. They, 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 run, they don't run, run away. Yeah. yeah. That's from um, uh, Ella Nost. That's one of her really brilliant quotes. She's brilliant. Is it? Yeah. 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 Thank you. That's really lovely. You're welcome. Really? No, it's um, it's been very um, lovely to to learn and to open up and to um, also to experience the way that we can have an energy at house at, at the home uh, that it can be different and a bit more relaxed. Yeah, and when it is, um, what a difference it can make, and how what the change that can happen within our relationship because relationship with our kids is the most important thing. Yeah. There's nothing else. And it is, and if, and if you're always shouting at your child, then your child will be the one that shouts to all the others and it's mm. not gonna help. You've got anger and frustration going on and yeah. And then you just have to ask yourself the question, is this really worth it? Is it that important that we mess up this whole atmosphere at home mm -hmm. for what, why? So that's the question that I'm asking me now all the, a bit more, more often. Does it really matter that the whole house is full of sand and the car again is dirty with sand because we've been to the beach and I didn't completely, you know, it, it's it's fine. We'll, we'll hoover again. I'll have to hoover the rest of my life anyway. So yeah, I'd rather have hoover a house where it's happy vibes than hoover a house when everybody's screaming at each other because it's already done anyway. Yeah, so. Um, yeah slowly slowly we're getting better at it slowly slowly exactly it's a journey and like you just said it's one hell of a ride <laughs> it is <laughs> it sounds like a cliche but it's so true yeah gonna make thank you i really enjoyed not only this conversation but all of the moments that we spend together and mm. um yes same. you don't realize it but you teach me as as uh, as we work together oh thank you for all you've taught me and um i'm still gonna be there so you're not you're not really you don't, <laughs> haven't got rid of me yet yeah thank you so much and good luck with all the podcasts and stuff thank you lovely
I sincerely hope you enjoyed listening to Annemiek's Conscious Parenting Journey. If you're keen to make the shift that she describes, you can join my Conscious Parenting The Basics course. Booking information is on my website, www.loveparentlove.co.uk. Over four one-and-a-half-hour sessions, I'll share tools and strategies for becoming more present with your children so that relationship is at the core of all you do, including meditation, interactive exercises, videos and reflection work. All of these will combine to build the picture so that you can find your conscious parenting voice. I also throw in a mental health strategy to help you to support yourself and your child. The course is available in group format of no more than eight people or as one-to-one sessions over five one-hour sessions. Do get in touch if you're interested in this. We can chat for just 20 minutes for free and you can decide whether you'd like to work with me further. I hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.